0: continue to grow and uh and just really grow as a community so that's your mission uh and the final last thing to to just request and say is if you want to support the rpg empire with actual dollars the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book the dust world rpg pbta quick start guide it's five bucks it's in our uh shop on the rpg empire.com to tell a friend, or buy the Dust War book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day.
1: Previously on Strangers in the Pines. Chad Woodmore wanted, but knew hopeful for Sheriff. Who knows what will happen? But on the top, it says Chadwick Woodmore the sixth running for governor of Oregon.
0: Hey, you guys, I, I really want to show you something. Are you guys around after school? I guess. When the field is up, I can still walk through the field into the lab, right? I don't have to take it down to, to get in.
1: Uh, you haven't tried. I want to try that. You actually feel your whole body almost melt as it looks like Paul turns to this flesh-colored gelatin and then manages to, like, reconstitute himself. But it is f- horrifying.
2: Well, I'm not going further. Lucas, you said this was safe. Ow, okay. Lucas, what that happened? Not the, that...
0: Okay, sorry. Uh, I I thought I could just walk through
3: it when it was invisible. I was wrong. Um, so dev- never yes, walk Lucas, over here. Yes, Lucas, if when you walked through, then we were going to walk through, and that was going to hurt us.
4: Shadow Chad, I've got one more question. Are there more monsters coming?
1: Slowly, he shakes his head. Yes. Hey guys, I'm Isaac the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin.
3: Hey,
4: there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah,
0: it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers
4: in the pines.
1: Chad, you are sitting there in your Chad cave with shadow chad uh suddenly you hear a, a small tink tink of a mo- sort of and you look and there's a small metallic orb i need you to make an act under pressure roll
4: Oh doke acting under pressure um well yeah that's pretty bad so i failed the act under pressure roll <laughs>
1: Make sure Alrighty. to mark experience. <laughs> yeah, you do get experience as suddenly there's a massive just explosion of sound and light as uh, you 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 actually uh, you take um, one harm, ignore armor as you hear this sort of scream in your head and you're not sure if it's you or not. Uh, as you grasp your eyes and ears as they're ringing and you're just blinded, um...
4: Quick, quick question. Uh, you did say ignore armor. Uh, however, I have battlefield awareness, which counts as one armor. Would that still be ignored because it's not technically armor? It's uh, sort of being able to be aware and dodge kind of thing.
1: Yes, this is less that you were not aware. It's not you're not taking actual damage from the device. It's more. A sound, that kind it, of thing. It's more the fact that you have a a, a shadow, and suddenly it just went supernova in here.
4: Ooh, okay, uh, that technically also makes me unstable because I had three. I've been carrying three harm for a while. Although maybe over those two weeks, I probably healed up some. Yes, instead. you
1: have. You you over the two weeks, you have healed up. You are at full. Okay, um, so I have so... one.
4: Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So, how, how about harm removes? I I have taken one harm. Um, does anything else result from the harm that I have just taken?
1: No. Well, not not necessarily. No. You you take the harm, um, and you just kind of feel this 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 scream, and it's weird. You're not your mouth is closed, but you hear this screaming, and you're not sure who it is.
4: Son and, of a
1: bitch. Um. And then you feel yourself. Um, slammed into and pushed to the ground as uh, uh, you, your the the white spots kind of blink out of your eyes, and you see these um, these people, and they're dressed in the these three people, and they're dressed in these dark uniforms. Uh, they're like um, dark kind of not quite spandex, more sort of a tactical fabric, you would guess, with these dark um, uh, dark. Uh, helmets on with these black visors as uh, you hear one turn to another and go alright we've detained the subject uh, get ready for extraction as the uh, the other one of them pulls out a uh, you're not sure what it is um, actually you would Chad, okay. Chad is
4: not there anymore Chad is now at his jeep out in the woods
1: I need you to roll me a weird check all right. <laughs> You've been caught by the time cops.
4: That's a seven. It's a partial success.
1: All right. Uh, you you start to bamf away, and suddenly it feels like you're being ripped in half. You feel like half of your body is still this material, and you're actually like you can still see as you for just a split second your vision starting to go red. as this pain fills everything, and then finally you you manage to bamf out of your truck, and you're you have this massive series of lacerations all across your your left side, which was the side that was still out, and I mean you are just just. Hissing blood. You are bleeding oh, on the ground. Uh, well, uh,
4: fortunately, I do have a uh, my healing kit or my med kit is in my truck, and I have
1: medic. <laughs> oh, so God. I'm going to go
4: ahead and roll that right now. How All much right. damage did I take from those lacerations?
1: Uh, you take three damage, ignore armor. Uh, you 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 just got. It ripped asunder have you ever seen the harry potter film film uh i think the second to last harry potter film yes but instead of it just being that one area it's your entire left side
4: all right so i'm rolling rolling medic cool by default rolling a nine a mixed success oh, okay. <laughs> so medic on seven and nine choose one you heal to harm or stabilize the injury so I'm gonna I'm gonna stabilize the wound so the bleeding stops, uh, but I still have four harm.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's what I was. What I'm thinking is definitely with with this. When you are unstable, you lose life. You lose life over time. So basically, I would say every every like twelve hours, you are unstable. You lose one harm as just the injury continues to cause you issue. Yeah. I, uh, since- I wouldn't
4: even limit you that way. An unstable wound could be even much quicker. I'd say any situation where I'd fail a role or something, or even, you know, basically, you know, if, if it, the fiction makes sense, you can just deal harm because I'm bleeding or uh, my soul is ripping out or something, you know what I mean? Unstable is unstable. You can just use the fiction however you want. And I'm not going to complain. Okay, so Chad Chad is what the fuck man okay. yeah
1: you, you managed to get your kit out and I I mean it is it is indescribably painful. Chad feels like his entire body is on fire. it is just horrendously painful. It is just enough that you are just con you are conscious to be able to experience the pain uh but yeah, it, it, it burns as you manage to take your med kit and start wrapping your wounds up in bandages and, and at least getting them covered and stable-ish. So yeah, you are sitting, where's your, where's your Jeep parked? Does it still?
4: Uh, it, it was hidden out in the woods. Uh, I think I, I stated that a while back in the, the journal, um, that it was camouflage and parked it's near enough to town that it's just a short drive but it's not on like a road or a path where any hikers or anybody like that would be able to find it and it did not state in the journal specifically where it was just that i parked it in the woods so if they're able to read the journal and they're following my notes that way um, they would not know exactly where it is
1: Okay. Um, well, I, well, you, you, you're there, and you're in your, you're kind of in your truck. You're popping out that uh, half bottle of peach, uh, peach vodka that you saved from uh, many, many, many moons ago. Um,
4: yeah, I think Connor drank all that, but maybe there's a little bit left. The,
1: the dregs <laughs> are left. You've yeah. got emergencies, emergencies apply, play, yes. Um, and you, you are kind of sitting there. Um, and as you're you're laying there and y- you're not you're kind of in this mixture of of almost passing out but not quite um, as your you kind of heavily lidded eyes are sitting there the, the pain starting to numb a little bit because of the booze and you see three orbs of light sort of spiraling around each other and then you watch as they move and then slip into this rock face of of this mountain and that's the last thing you see before you fall asleep cutting back to the others so you guys have just gotten out of school Uh, What do you guys want to do? There's, you know, you guys are hanging out. You guys were in your lab. Uh, You would, would where you guys had entered the bunker. All right, so you guys are standing outside. It's this large metal, it's sort of like this large metal triangle, and you can see the stairs leading down. It has this large, almost submarine-style door on the front of it.
0: Hey, guys. Hey, come on. Hey,
2: come here. I want to show you what's on and going on down here. Uh you just like um, didn't have fun there I would like to have fun I'm not sure about
3: this Danny turns to Dottie Danny turns to Dottie and kind of just like uh, not even you know obviously not thinking but uh, using telepathy says um, we should probably go ahead and trust him Mm -hmm. whatever I think we
2: already had a moment where like we addressed your telepathy so I'm not going to address it now so let's just go ahead um,
0: yeah, so I'll like walk back up out the door. I'm like, guys, look, I turned off the force field. I thought it was like an invisibility thing. It turns out it was a laser thing. I don't know. I don't know how people aren't like wandering across and getting melted all the time, but maybe they are. Maybe that's why the grass is so green. Anyway, why don't we go on uh, down inside of the crazy, cool, super scientific future bunker?
3: Do you okay. mean are you? Do you mean that when they get melted by the laser? their their corpses and and materials end up feeding the grass and that's why the grass is green is that is that what you're saying lucas
0: sorry it was just a really crass joke yes that is what i was saying
2: i think the more important thing is do you think we're supposed to be here like well it seems like a government installation i would like not to not have my apartment raided by the fbi and the CIA and every other Alphabet organization involved in government.
0: I mean, I'm sure you have nothing they care about in your apartment. Also, come on down. Wow. And I'll show you You've never even been in
2: my apartment. You don't. I mean, unless you've got like a weed farm, I don't think they care. Can I just, just will not comment on what my parents do or do not have in their basement. That's just the point. <laughs> Apartments usually don't have basements. Anyway, can, can we let go? Let me have my jokes. All right, let's just go in.
1: <laughs> Come on, I want to show you the weed farm. You all banter and talk about your delightful hypothetical weed farm um, and head into the head into the bunker. And instead
3: so, you are so real, Sorry, real quick. I think uh, Danny... Danny has a moment, uh, uh, maybe Dottie and Lucas head into the bunker, but Danny kind of stays behind. And what flashes in his mind is uh, uh, the the ranger, Ranger Harrison, uh, telling Danny not to trust Lucas. And um, Danny kind of shakes his head as if to shake the vision off. And then he goes down into the bunker. Uh, Alright. Do I get experience? (laughs) He has a skill that if he
0: goes into danger...
3: Oh, contrary to... contrary, When you seek out and receive someone's honest advice uh, on the best course of action, do something else instead of mark experience. If you do the exact opposite of the advice, you also
1: take plus one ongoing. Okay, then yes, you get experience for that. Um, So you head down in there, and... Yes! uh, Lucas, you're greeted by the familiar scene, uh, and Danny and Donnie by the, the new scene of this large sort of t- large central room on one side it's like this large sort of room with like different obviously uh they have this sort of massive chemical an- analyzing station where it has you know massive chemistry sets the z- z- electrical things that looks like frankenstein's lab um and then on the other side you see this m- sort of all, like, series of, like, this wall and these series of cases, and you see all kinds of... You're not even sure what half of them are, but you see everything from, like, straight-up revolvers and assault rifles to this, what appears to be, like, a super soaker, but it's glowing. <laughs> um, and all kinds of other crazy gizmos. And as you'll walk in, you see this kind of holographic... Um, Form. I was, uh, this I was strange kind of imagining that, that, that.
0: Yeah, that he's like a little smiley face.
1: Yeah, he's basically he's like a he's like a smiley face emoji, and he goes, "Hello there, uh, Mr. Santiago. Who are your hey, associates? Graham.
0: Oh, uh, this is uh, Dottie and Danny. They're not related.
2: Delighted to be make your acquaintance, Mister. We don't Danny look anything alike, Mrs. Uh, Dottie. Why does it know my name? What is
0: this? Mr. Santiago, just informed me of it. Do you remember the movie Star Wars? Yes. So you know how in Star Wars there were like these hologram things that people could like project or like computers could show you?
3: Yes, but Star Wars, my mom told me Star Wars isn't real life.
0: Well, Star Wars isn't real, but some technology can be real. I mean, this is some kind of technology. I don't exactly know what it is. I'm not that... Smart. Maybe Dottie might know. I don't know. Does
3: that mean laser swords are real too? I can't say what they're actually called for
1: copyright reasons. Oh God, I hope so. We do not have we do not have any laser swords in the uh, in the armory, but we do have a few laser weapons. If that is your parodic laser blades. Come on, you got at least
0: one laser blade, Graham. Come on, you're a what? hologram. Why do
2: you have all these guns? That's is a is this a government installation?
1: No, this is a privately owned residence under the ownership of Midas Santiago. That is somehow more horrifying.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you guys. This is, this is a militia headquarters? No, it's my great uncle's laboratory. So, and he just had a bunch of guns hanging out? Yeah. The thing is, is he knew some stuff. And he was some kind of scientist. I'm just now figuring it out and kind of, like, learning. What kind of but, scientist has um, an entire armor? Well, anyway, just just watch this. And and I just kind of turn and I'm like, hey, Biggs. Um, I think Biggs was my skateboard, wasn't he? Like, he had turned into my skateboard in front of them, but I don't think he turned back. And so I like. No, he's your skateboard. So I toss the skateboard onto the ground
1: so that it'll become Biggs again. So it halfway, as he tosses it halfway in, in mid-air, it transforms into uh, a familiar sight of this cat as it looks up at the three of you and goes, Hello there, it's nice to finally make your acquaintance. I'm Biggs, and the cat is talking. Oh, well, you, you turned into a skateboard
2: earlier. We saw that, right? We did see that.
1: I think you did. Yeah, but turning into a skateboard is a far fetch from talking being cognitively present. So,
0: uh yeah, I guess maybe I could tell you guys kind of what happened to me before and uh
2: Oh, there's yeah. an actual explanation for this. I was just going to assume that I've gone crazy. I've been assuming that all day. But yes, okay. There's going to be an explanation for
1: this. My dream is going to. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. We open earlier in the summer. Many, many. Well, not too many months before the the events of your little of our little story progress. Um, it's sort of the end of a uh, late August afternoon. Uh, gentle breeze kind of blowing through the thick th- thick foliage just a tad of cold signaling the oncoming fall uh, as you Lucas react uh, kind of are hanging out with your buddies Mark and Gary um, so you guys are kind of skating Mark isn't really a skater as much but he's trying to get into it he's a little bit wobbly he's working on his ollies Gary however um, kind of spent spent some time in Seattle with his uncle and and has, uh, his uncle and aunt and kind of got into the, the, um, the sort of hobby there. And you two, you two are kind of trying to work on your kickflips, getting a little bit better. Yeah,
0: yeah, Check this out, guys.
1: Gary kind of, he just smiles and goes, all right, all right, all right. Uh, as you guys are sort of relaxing there, you hear sort of, you hear this sort of loud hissing growl and then a smash, um... Uh, as you hear the, this ruckus kind of coming from the, uh, your back trash bins.
0: Ah, oh, man, Biggs, I told you to stay out of the trash, you dumb cat.
1: Your cat's named Biggs?
0: Yeah, you know, from Star Wars.
1: Oh, dude, you're such a nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Not a bad reference, though. Thanks, Mark. I don't know if that makes me feel better, but I, I'm going to go check out what's going on back here.
1: He sort of gives you a thumbs up and, and, does a, and does a very shaky ollie and looks way too proud of himself. Um, you And as you approach the trash can, um, you see the trash that's been strewn, strewn about. It's a complete mess back there. Ah, damn it. Biggs. And, yeah, you're kind of looking around for Biggs. And as you kind of do, you, you notice kind of a few splatters of um, of blood. You're It's not, you know, it's not as concerning as it might be you you know you grew up in san bernardino and, and biggs biggs was kind of like a feral stray that you guys got when you were a little bit little and he's always been a lot of he's always been closer to an alley cat than any sort of pampered persian
0: damn it biggs you don't have to fight everything
1: this isn't the city anymore just let him get in our trash or whatever obviously you don't hear response but you also don't hear like any of these sort of common rustling that you're used to with Biggs. Normally uh, he, whatever he gets in a tussle he normally comes back relatively uh, quickly to mule for food and attention as he nurses his wounds.
0: I'm gonna look around um, do I see where the the blood went?
1: Yeah, yeah it kinda leaps sort of back into the woods and, and Gary, kinda from your driver goes, hey, is everything okay? Yeah,
0: Biggs got in a fight with something what
1: does it look like I don't know it's not much
0: blood probably a raccoon or something
1: mark kind of like walk walks over kind of putting the skateboard under his arm and looks uh huh yeah. hey um he got did he have I mean is that him over there and you kind of see this little this small sort of black shaped dart into the underbrush uh kind of at the e- kind of at the edge of your backyard into the into the actual woods your backyard leads directly into the into the cyrus blackwood national forest ah
0: dang it bigs come back oh man uh i pick up a hockey stick or whatever's laying around here
1: mark kind of like looks at you and gary kind of walks up uh, to you guys he's like hey um do you need do you need any help I'm trying to trying to go get him mark's like yeah um we can we can help you look and he kind of like looks around, and he awkwardly like grabs
0: a rake. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I don't. I don't really love the woods or anything. Um, and I guess I start making my way in.
1: Uh, as you guys start walking in uh, from behind, you you hear the the telltale signs of a horn being honked, and you see uh, uh, Mark's mom kind of sitting in her her kind of tan station wagon. Um, you think you're going to be able to be okay out there
0: yeah yeah it's cool i probably have an axe or something in the shed
1: all right just keep an eye out man there's some if you see any bears climb just a tree head... right no no do not climb a tree uh oh shit no what do don't you do, do t- then play dead the... playing dead's actually a big one you see if you see a brown bear play dead just play dead that's the best thing you can do as they kind of wave goodbye and, and head off hopping into the the brown station wagon and, and driving away. I'm
0: going to go look through, like, our kind of dilapidated old little shed and grab a flashlight and look for, like, a hatchet or something.
1: Sort of anywhere, and you find a mag light from, like, the 80s. Uh, and you pick it up. It is, it's is—it's pretty hefty. Um, and kind of leaning on the, the side, you see this small hatchet. Nice.
0: I pick it up and give it a couple test swings. <laughs> okay, yeah. That'll do.
1: What do you do after you, you've you've outfitted yourself? So I haul butt into the woods. So you get into the woods, and it is even even in, in sort of the late afternoon in the summer. Just the pine canopy darkens everything around here, and you're you're kind of moving through this like moss covered grove as from probably about a probably. A little ways away into the woods, um, to your right, you hear the, the screech and the hiss of, of Biggs, um, very much f- uh, familiar sounds of him fighting something.
0: Dang. Oh, man, why does it got to be the woods? I hate the freaking woods. And when he hears that, he's like, oh, shit. Ah, okay. And he tries to speed up using the mag light to light his way, but he's, he's definitely no, like, Boy Scout or anything. He's very uncomfortable in the
1: woods. Yeah, you're you're sort of now crashing through these Ow. woods.
0: Ooh! Ouch! Ah!
1: Little pine uh, branches c- kind of whip you back and forth. Uh, cu- you get a, a bit of a cut on you, one of your cheeks. Ow. Oh! Um, Ow. As you kind of break into this sort of clearing, and you see this this sort of open clearing with these large aspens, these very big aspen trees, sort of ringing around it. And kind of on the, kind of near where you are, you see, uh, Biggs, um, tail, tail poofed out, hackles raised, hissing at this, this raccoon. But as you look at the raccoon, it's strange. As you look at it, it looks at you with all five of its eyes. A rage in its head in a, almost like a spider like pattern, uh, as it hisses. Oh god!
0: What the actual fuck?
1: I pull up the the hatchet. So, yeah, you pull out the hatchet, and you watch as its tail moves, like, almost independently of this this raccoon and slams into Biggs, and Biggs is, is knocked back, which is crazy. You've never seen anything like this as this raccoon um, move, starts to move at you, sort of hissing um these five eyes just sort of like rotating and focusing on you
0: oh gosh does uh where does bigs land bigs
1: lands probably about three feet away from you on okay, your okay i
0: think i jump in between the monster and bigs and i hold that axe out come on you fucker i'll chop your head off i'll chop your freaking head off i've seen like fright night and shit come here and i just start swinging the axe like very uh just like ineffectively but like all around me
1: so and, and and you're sort of swinging it wildly, and this raccoon is still approaching you, and you suddenly hear this this massive, deep rumbling roar fill the woods that almost sounds like the engine of a Mack truck and a lion had a had a baby. You can feel it sort of vibrating through your shoes um, as this raccoon immediately, like, eyes go wide. You see its pupils dilate and uh, as it scampers off into the woods and immediately heads for a tree and starts climbing. Oh,
0: God. What the
1: hell was that? As this raccoon leaves, you see Biggs sort of calm down a little bit more. And and now that he's sort of, he sort of relaxed, you see Biggs sort of, like, kind of stumble and kind of lay down. Yeah, I
0: immediately check on him. Biggs, are you okay?
1: Oh, God. Damn it, my cat. And I, I kind of check him over. Is he bleeding? He's got some some pretty deep scratches on him, but as you come over to him, you kind of kneel down next to him, uh, and suddenly you feel your your stomach uh, your stomach drop as the whole world shifts underneath you. As with a crack, you fall through the ground and land land on your back.
0: <laughs> oh, oh 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 god! Ouch.
1: You fall down and you slam into this like me- uh, metal table, and you hear the, like the thwang of your oh. your hatchet bouncing off it. And then you fall on the concrete floor. As this pain ripples through your back um, uh. as you kind of sit there for a second, trying to trying to catch your breath.
0: Oh, uh, ow. oh god! Ow! Oh! <sighs> Big bigs. Are you are you okay, pigs? Oh gosh! All this for a stupid
1: cat. Should have got a dog. You, as you say that, you see Biggs kind of like move over to you. It's limp; he's limping a little bit, um, but he kind of like moves over and sort of sits in your lap and licks your face a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay, I was just kidding. Obviously, you're the best cat. Um, oh, shoot! What the heck? Where are we? Do I see my flashlight nearby?
1: Uh, yeah, you kind of see uh see it on the edge of this sort of patch of light. Um, that is now kind of filtering through this dust-filled air. You see these long streams of light just coming down and in, in, in this, where in wherever you have fallen. Okay, I
0: pick up Biggs, and I'll grab the flashlight and try and look
1: around. So you kind of lift up Biggs in one arm and pick up the, the flashlight. As the light kind of reflects around the room, you see the flash of uh, some glassware and some strange two big. And looking around, you see it some sort of old laboratory. I mean, it's been abandoned for a while. It's You see dust and debris and, and these leaves, but you see, like, a row of fridges and this rack. And you're not even sure. It has, like, hunting rifles and then something that looks like a almost like a, a pesticide dispenser, but it's, like, has this weird sort of glowing purple liquid in it. And it's all very strange things.
0: Oh my gosh, what the heck? Where are we?
1: As you get close to these fridges, Biggs, uh, his claws just start to claw on your Ow. arm. He just starts hissing at, at one of these fridges. What the
0: heck? Ouch, 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 Biggs! And I put him down on the table. Does it seem like one of the fridges is on?
1: You kind of go over and check, and, and you kind of put your hand on it, you feel the hum, and all these fridges appear to be what on. What the heck? That's
0: Weird. Okay, uh, I open the fridge.
1: Okay, so you open it and you see these these sort of uh, these test tubes, and um, you see some of them that are empty. Empty. They have some cobwebs in them. You see a few that are filled with what looks to be like a hard black substance. You like tap, and you don't see any movement. Um, but you see one kind of in the the bottom back corner that appears to be blood of some sort but you you look at it and you see that this blood has these tiny little particles of of all these different colors and you, it, it's almost imperceptible but as you kind of take it and move it you see these these little bitty particulates of of gold uh, of of gold and blue and and green and and black and all these different little colors purple everything um, sort of in this vial, but it's, it's so minute that unless anyone to the naked eye, it would look just like blood. Oh, weird. And as you grab this, Biggs starts losing his ever-living shit. He starts hissing and he like starts stepping back on the table. He d- hates whatever's in this vial. I think
0: just because Lucas is kind of a jerk in some ways, he's going to like stick it in front of Biggs and kind of taunt him a little bit. Come on, dude. It's not like it's a cucumber or something. Come on, kitty, kitty, kitty.
1: And as you do that, you watch his big swipes um, and his claws dig into your hand. Ouch! And as you do that, you watch as the vial drops. Oh,
0: shit! Oh, crap!
1: I try to catch it. You miss, unfortunately. You go to swipe at it with your other hand, and it is... it's too late. It hits the floor, and you see this red sort of uh this red goo hit the ground and this sort of mist come up you it splatters all over your shoes and you see a little bit kind of get on the front of like um biggs's face and nose and it's funny as soon as it sort of hits the ground um biggs biggs sort of calms down a little bit and starts like licking his nose i
0: don't eat it dude that's so gross Oh God! What could this could be like Ebola or like freaking bird flu, influenza, uh, some sort of bioweapon? Oh shit! Oh, just what the hell? Okay, don't eat it. What is wrong with you?
1: I I check check the cat over. He's. I mean, you look at him and he's actually he looks pretty calm and you're going you're sort of petting him and he looks okay. Oh good, and, maybe it's okay. And as you say that, as you sort of calm down, uh. Biggs explodes.
0: Oh god.
1: It sounds like a water balloon full of blood getting hit by a baseball bat. Just this massive pop as blood and viscera and bones just eject everywhere. Everywhere. And I mean, you're covered in, in blood, and the Biggs isn't there anymore.
0: Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to. And that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget, you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're We're everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show. Oh, oh my God, Biggs. Oh, God. Biggs, you're in my mouth. Oh, Biggs. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What am I going to do? You just exploded. Am I going to explode? Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, my God. Oh. I think Lucas just starts crying. This is his cat. He's had him for, like, years. And this is its just too much for him to handle. Biggs. Oh, my God, Biggs.
1: As Lucas starts to cry, he, I mean, it's a, it's a few minutes and, and suddenly this sort of pain and fear that you, the pain in your back and this, the sadness of your, your cat's gone. And that the fear of what are you going to tell your mom? is suddenly and violently overruled as your body starts to itch everywhere. Oh,
0: oh God, this is not good. Um, I think in this time as he was dealing with this i feel like it would have been a while and like he would have kind of been timeless for a while because like when you hit that sort of trauma you know you sort of space out
1: you're not sure exactly how long you've been how long you've been down here you've just kind of been sort of staring at this blood pile and, and gathering the chunks of what once was your cat yeah
0: i i think he would have collected it all into like a little tupperware um Which is really gross, but he just doesn't know what else to do. It's like just trying to kind of collect
1: whatever he can. Oh, boy. So you've got your cat corpse pudding um, in this delightful little Tupperware. Uh, And as you're kind of sitting and staring, sort of uh, panicking, having no idea, uh, what once once was itching now turns to burning. And I mean... everywhere that everywhere that has any sort of anything on it you're, you're where you're closed at your skin it just feels like fire
0: okay i immediately like pull up my my shirt to see what's going on
1: and you just see these these large pustering, festering uh hives all up and oh. down your body oh, oh god and it literally like you go to like You go to, like, gently touch one, and as you touch it, it just literally erupts in this, like, spray, the spray of pus.
0: Oh, Biggs. What am I going to do, Biggs? Oh, man. I mean, it's not a bioweapon, or I would have exploded, but if it's viral, like, this is way too fast. Oh, shit, we got to get out of here, man?
1: Oh, gosh. So, as you say that, you actually, you have some black spots dancing in your eyes. What are you going to do?
0: Oh, God. Uh... So I feel like he's starting to get a little delirious and he thinks he's hearing bigs, but it's actually the manifestation of some of his powers. Um, and so I think at this point he's able to like detect that there, if there's an exit nearby, like if there's like wind moving or something like that, uh, using shape-shifting to kind of make his hearing better.
1: Lucas sort of in this moment, uh, of panic and and um, panic and fear and pain, and all these other uh, all these other emotions and, and sensations rip through your body. Uh, um, your eyes sort of move towards the door, and everything in your mind just screams home and mom and and protection, and, and it'll stop. And you grab the Tupperware and, and almost instinctually run and slam your shoulder. Into this this iron, this sort of rusted pitted iron door, um, and it's strange because you're not you're not a big kid like you're you're like a maybe like a hundred and thirty pounds, soaking wet, cor- rolls of quarters in your pockets, and your shoulder just knocks this door to the ground as as this rusted hinges just with shuddering creaks just fall down as a, a big cloud of this red rust raises off the off this this door um but the light the light of day starts to stream stream down even more so into this now sort of open chamber
0: oh, oh gosh uh we gotta get home bigs uh we gotta we gotta get home man and I think we just kind of hobble back to the house and call nine one one.
1: So yeah, you get back to well you get back to the house and, and you make it to probably about your driveway um, before your 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 right leg goes completely numb. like if, it's almost like if you, you if you've like if your leg falls asleep, but that the point where it's so asleep that you can't even bend your toes and with just the amount of pain and and uh, and this new sensation, you lose your footing and just fall and I mean you fall. Uh, you fall hard on the concrete and you put your hands out and they slam into it, but there's no strength behind as you just smack onto your concrete the concrete and asphalt of your driveway. your eyes your eyes start to close as you feel your body start to drift into unconsciousness and for a moment for just a split second you you think you might see. a a figure standing at the edge of your driveway, but only for a second. And then your eyes close. And the next thing that Lucas really experiences is a series of sort of waking moments. Uh, You open your eyes and you see these bright white lights sort of booming down in you and you hear the, the sound of beeping Um, as these, these strange things above you dressed in these blue, blue outfits speak in a language that you don't understand. And all, all you feel is this desire, these lesser creatures, these, these conduits for you, uh, and then you fall asleep again or you, you pass out again and you, wake up and you see um, this sort of void in these these white white pinpricks which you then recognize are, are stars and you're, you're cold. You're so cold. It, it's so cold it burns. And then you feel this this sort of heat and it's it's incredible at first and then it's suddenly all consuming um, and you pass out again and then you finally sort of wake up and you see your mom above you and she's her eyes are kind of puffy and red um, and she's dressed in her blue work clothes she Smiles at you, and she sees your eyes open, and immediately wraps you in this massive, massive hug, uh, and then immediately lets go very quickly, as it's not necessarily the most pleasant of sensations.
4: Ah, uh, uh, mom, miho where
1: oh. where am I? Oh, you're 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 in in the hospital. what's happened? Is the neighbors called? They saw you in the driveway. Ah. Uh. I, I don't, uh, I, I think I got
0: sick somehow. Um, it's a little
1: blurry. She looks confused and kind of takes your, takes your hands and hers. Um, and as this happens, uh, suddenly your, your mind shifts out. It's suddenly you're in your break room. Uh, you're enjoying a little bit of, uh, some homemade tamales that that you, that you had prepared that you made this weekend and you'd been saving for a little bit. And it reminds you of home. Uh, but as you're sort of sitting there, you sigh as your, your pager buzzes on your side. Um, and you look at it and you see, you see that your name on this pager, and it says that it says it's calling for a uh, 378, which is a chemical burn victim. Um, And you you go and you run, you run and you feel panic and fear and 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 pain and hope deep down. And you come and you see yourself uh, lying sort of shirtless on this. Uh, this gurney with these terrible, with with these terrible, you don't even know what they are. They look like burns and and hives and infection, and you've never seen anything like this before.
0: When I look in the mirror, who do I
1: see? You see a feminine face. Um, it's a little bit older, but still quite beautiful. Dark hair, dark hair pulled back. These deep chocolate eyes and. and just, just beginning to show the slightest, the slightest bit of of kind of wrinkles on the edges of the eyes, um, and you recognize your mother looking at, at at this reflection, and suddenly you're back in your bed, and your mother's still there, and she goes, she's like, Lucas. Lucas and she's short shaking her oh, hand. That's
0: weird. I think I remember about my Tupperware full of cat now. Mom! Mom, where's my Tupperware? Where's, where's my Tupperware, Mom? Where's Biggs? Biggs is, uh,
1: Biggs is at, at home. Um, Tupperware, it uh, they found it. It's it's in the break room fridge.
0: Oh God! Uh, can you bring it to me?
1: I I want it. We we can get it in a in a bit, Mijo. You just there's more important things. I'll make I'll make fresh tamales. Don't worry. Just relax,
0: Mom. Please, it's it's important. I want my Tupperware. Please, Mom. Oh, oh, okay,
1: okay. Just. Lay here, or call the nurse. Uh, just stay here. It's okay. Your... Um, she kind of like, she kind of steps out. Uh, suddenly, you get f- get this massive wave of fatigue that just washes over you, and I mean, it's so strong that you were kind of sitting up in your bed, and you kind of like plop down backwards as your eyes just immediately just like almost roll up into the back of your head. Your lids flutter, and you're just like. It's the most tired you've ever been conscious for it is you are suddenly exhausted.
0: Wow. peace out, y'all, <laughs> okay, I guess I pass out
1: the last thing you see is is her kind of this this like lucas lucas as your eyes slowly close and then they reopen it's almost like you blink, but you're not in the hospital anymore uh you look around and you see your 18 alarm clock and you see your Lakers t-shirt that you that your mom took you to uh, kind of as a surprise for one of your birthdays and you see your room. Yeah, okay, I
0: think I would be like, Mom! Mom! Mom, where are you?
1: Uh, so yeah, you have this panic moment of you've been out of consciousness, you have no idea what's going on, you, you're... In need of assistance, and uh, you hear a muffled, d- 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 slowly getting louder, come up the stairs. as Your door is qu- quickly pulled open. You see your mother, uh, and actually, sort of more casual Mom, clothes.
0: how did I? Wh- how? Wh- where? How am I home? Was it all a dream?
1: No, Lucas. It. Uh, they're they're not sure what ha- what happened, but you seem to have fought it off. Where you've been? passed out for a couple of days but other th- other than the the burns, we haven't seen anything you actually recovered quickly from them well, i
0: think i grab her by the shirt and like pull her really close to like look her right now and go
2: mom
1: where's my tupperware we i i opened it it was disgusting and then well we just we threw it out i can make more i can make more don't worry well, no you you threw it out it's okay what? it's okay it's okay did you throw
0: it in... where, where <laughs> did you throw it exactly is it in the is it in the trash can uh, i I'm, I'm not sure
1: she's very confused and, and scared
0: i like let her go cuz i'm just start crying is it is it in the, is it in the trash can
4: behind the house right now can i go get it
1: at uh, at the hospital. And as you're as you're there you see from behind her you watches Biggs pads into your room and looks up at you.
0: I think with this I scoot back on my bed shocked. What? Oh god Huh what? Biggs Biggs is that you
1: Yes, it's it's Biggs, it's okay and she kinda like lifts him up and sets him on a, on, on your bed and as he kinda like moves over to you and sort of nuzzles against your hand. I think I, like,
0: really cautiously put my hand out to touch him.
1: It feels like Biggs.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I've, I've, I must have been a fever dream or something. I, I thought Biggs got smushed or exploded or something.
1: No, it's okay. You were, you were sick. It's okay. Just rest. I'll leave Biggs here. Okay. In there. We, I'll can, make you a little something. Can we watch Star Wars? Sure. Tonight we can watch Star Wars. I'll make dinner. You just stay okay. here. I'll call you when everything's ready. Love And she like leans down and gives you a gentle like kiss on your head and sort of and heads out of your your room as Biggs looks up at you. I think
0: I lay back in the bed and just kind of stare at Biggs. And I'm like, I was so sure you exploded. I had I carried you around in a
1: Tupperware. And suddenly, from the mouth of your cat, you hear, Well, I wasn't quite ready to leave you yet, Lucas. What? What the fuck? And I think we cut back to the
0: group, and I go, Yeah, and so that's, that's basically what happened, in a nutshell. I didn't cry, though. I don't know why I said that. that I wasn't real. I was just, you know, spicing it up for entertainment value.
1: You see your fix. Whatever you say. say, Lucas. And we're gonna cut back over to Chad. Chad, uh, you wake up and it is it is, it hasn't been that much time. It is you you bamfed here probably around midnight. It's probably about three in the morning.
4: Okay, so I guess the first thing Chad would do is um. I don't know if I can make another medic roll on the same. I'll room. let you make
1: another medic roll, All right? Because
4: yeah, I'm hurt pretty freaking bad. Um, so maybe just like take some painkillers or something to try to manage I it. I
1: will. I will. I will go. Um, I'll give you a plus one on the roll. Okay. So, make the roll. Luck. Nope. <laughs> uh, take one more harm, and that mm. makes me unstable. And I get an XP. Uh. I will say this because of your previous medic role, you are not unstable. You just take the, the one harm. Um, uh, so you, you're, you're, you, you go and you think you're taking, um, you think you're taking your painkillers, but you accidentally grab the wrong bottle and you take some Alka-Seltzer. And um, you're not sure why it still hurts really bad. Um, but you're, you're just kind of, you're not feeling great. But Chad, as you're kind of sitting there in your car, um you see that, that mountain where you're where you saw these these balls of light um going in. You you see it start to vibrate and then you hear it. This sort of low pitched hum. It's like it's almost like the drone of machinery, but it's one single constant note. And it just kind of emanates and you feel this sort of rattling as everything around you just starts to vibrate more and more and more. And then you watch as everything shifts. There's this weird moment where you watch trees sort of form together into like amount like a form together and then rip it, rip apart again and they're all twisted and gnarled. Um, you actually, uh feel yourself look down and start to feel yourself sinking into the literal seat of your chair as you sort of meld with it but you for some reason you feel this sort of cold on your your back and uh and legs and then you sort of push back out um as you see this small little uh, little plane of darkness under you and you see this sort of humming and then you hear it you hear a crack and a rip and then it all stops,
4: and it all it all seemed to be emanating from that cliff face.
1: Yes, and then uh, yeah, it all stops, and it sounds like it's coming from the cliff cliff face. And then with the sound of like almost like a bathtub flushing uh, or about the water draining down a tub, everything sort of goes back to normal. Um, although what what remains twisted is still twisted. Uh, luckily, you're fine though.
4: Okay, well, I think I'll grab my my uh, assault rifle out of the gear rack in the back of the jeep and hike up to where that cliff face is and see if it's actually solid.
1: So you walk over there and you kind of smack it and touch it, and it, it it feels to be solid, pretty solid rock. Um, make me a make me a sharp check.
4: Okay, seven mixed success.
1: You're sort of. You're looking. You're kind of, uh, kind of looking at the at the rock and then smacking it. It's weird. It's kind of covered in like the green lichen and mold. Um. And for some reason, you get this weird, weird feeling of deja vu looking at the rock. How big is it? It's
4: like a it's a building size cliff face, or is it like a smaller area?
1: It's probably about, like, a 20-foot-tall cliff face. So,
4: Are there any distinctive markings on it?
1: Uh, would you like to roll an uh, uh, investigative mystery?
4: I guess so. Or
1: investigate a location?
4: Okay. Um, a 10. There we go.
1: There we go. A
4: 10. Hold two. Um, oh, wait a minute. I have investigative mysteries advanced. That's one. Of, oh. That's one of the advanced ones I took. Uh, yes. So, advanced investigate a mystery on a twelve plus. You can choose one of the following. I can hold two. Uh, ask a keeper any questions that could be reasonably answered uh, by what you could discover from this location or stumble upon something very useful that help you. Um, but you may have to acquire it or to make it use or to make it useful. So. Um, You know what, I'm going to go ahead and just use the normal hold, to in this case. And I'm going to ask, what is being concealed
1: here? So, for the first, for what is being concealed here, you take your hand and you kind of scrape away some of this lichen, and then you see it. It's the rock from the Burrower Cave.
0: Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines, I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're, We're everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show.
1: It's this kind of white marble with these with with literal silver inlay almost like these veins running through it
4: and i guess going on my intuition uh based on the things that have happened recently to me and knowing something about this and maybe things i've discussed with my grandfather over the last couple of weeks before he disappeared
1: what happened here you're with what you know from your grandfather what happened over the last few weeks you know that the last time you were in this sort of in this sort of material, you saw this flash, and then you watched as these burrowers disappeared, sort of vibrated, and then turned into almost like light and disappeared. And you think that whatever that was, whatever the those burrowers did and what happened in that cave can happen here.
4: Interesting. Okay. Um I guess the next thing to do would be to I mean it's late and, and, and Chad's pretty tired. Um I did see these three balls of light go into this rock, but the rock is solid. I'm going to scout the area around it for a bit. I mean, I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours, but maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Just scout around to see if there are any caves or openings into the mountainside here that could possibly get behind it or into where this material is. Because last time there were like these lava tubes of it. Um, okay.
1: Okay. Oh, with that, I'll give you one more investigate a mystery.
4: Okay. Or
1: investigate a location.
4: Investigate a location. Okay, is there anything here that points to another location? Uh, Actually, yes. You
1: are here, and you're kind of stumbling around, and you're near this rock, and you're searching around, and you see, kind of coming back to the original rock face, you're walking around, and you actually kick something that's kind of been covered in leaves, and you you curse a little bit and you go down and you look and it's this weird metal scanner. It's like a solid metal calculator, um, but instead of it, it doesn't have any sort of screen on it where it would display numbers. But it has like a speaker on the back of it and like these buttons on the front. And it's this kind of dial pad with nine buttons on the front
4: that's interesting Uh, so does it look old or does it look like it's been here for a while
1: it definitely looks uh it definitely looks rusted um do you want to try pressing one of the buttons
4: um are are they like number buttons are they like something like like a play or an on and off that kind of thing is there anything that's obvious or is it just completely cryptic
1: uh it is completely cryptic. They are just blank buttons.
4: Yeah, this seems seems kind of dangerous, but I think Chad being in the situation where he's in, he's kind of extremely pissed off for having been attacked. Uh obviously by his dad's people. Um, in his opinion, yes, I realize it may not be the case as a player, but as is him, he thinks it was his dad's people that attacked him. Um he's gonna go ahead and press some of the buttons.
1: So as he presses the first button and then continues to press more, uh, each button makes and sustains a note, a, t- a tone. Yep, I'm a sorry. tone. Um, and so he's pressing and it's just kind of da 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 da. da and it, um, and as he's kind of looking it over, he looks and sort of, um, sort of uh, welded—not necessarily welded, but kind of placed on the very bottom right corner. You see a very small plate that reads um ms and they appear to be initials
4: ms oh okay um i think chad's going to throw this into his satchel um and i think uh the next thing chad's going to do is go seek for a little revenge because he realizes that this this is important, but he's had his little haven sort of taken away by these guys. So now he uh, he do in my little side fiction, Chad realized who was watching him. But we kind of decided to erase that, so Chad doesn't know who the agents are right now. Correct?
1: No, uh, he doesn't know who Chadwick, they are or where they are. Chadwick has recognized the 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 man that talked that the deep voice. He has heard it before. He he hasn't seen. He's never seen the man's face, but he heard that deep voice, and you know it's it's very recognizable coming from his father's office. Um, But they were both. But both voices were raised in argument, and you have. It was that's why it was so kind of standoutish in your memory because you've never, not even your father's most senior engineers, have ever argued with him.
4: Spoken to him like that. Okay. Yes. Um. Chat's not entirely rational, obviously. At this point, um, I have a move called uh, preparedness. If you need something unusual or rare, roll plus sharp on a um, on a ten plus. You have it right here, right now. Which I don't think is the case. On a seven and nine, you have it, but it's not here. We'll take some time to get it. On a miss, you know where it is, but it's somewhere really bad. And, okay, I have two choices of what popped into my head is what Chad would want. Um, I'm thinking that Chad would want a, like a fully fueled fuel truck, like a, a tanker truck. That maybe is like a a Woodmore Industries, um, you know, like somewhere where he can go get one from one of the uh, stockyards or something. So there's definitely
1: there's a there's a fuel depot that's just a little bit out of town where like truckers heading up the 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 long the the long 15 um, Mm -hmm. can stop. And then also where a lot of your dad doesn't own the gas company there, but it's where like different um, he orders tankers from there that come and fill up different, you know. Mach- you know, different backhoes and machinery mm-hmm. and all his mining gear and stuff like that. All so, right. so do you Chad, know where to get one?
4: Um, let's listen, let's roll the roll. Uh, and that will kind of determine how easy it will be for Chad to get there. Cause I'm going to assume this is not somewhere. Chad's memorized a location for shadow jumping, Although he may be able to have a place nearby that because he's set up some patrols that he's been following for the last couple weeks around the city. You know, just looking for monsters, looking for bad guys, looking for basically something to beat up, but he's not found anything. So um, I'm going to kind of roll this as a, a determination to see how... because even if it's on a bad roll, it just means it's somewhere really bad, which might mean it's guarded or something like that. So let's just roll that and see what we get. A six. I don't think I'm going to be able to... I'm not going to take an XP for that, because there's no consequences other than I just can't get to it. Um, Yeah, okay, so I'll take the XP and Chad will just not know that it's bad and dangerous and he's just going to shadow jump there anyway. Uh, Can we okay. roll hunches?
3: <laughs> I've been like I've been waiting to say that to the point where it's like I, I feel like uh, um, as as this is happening, whatever mental connection Danny has made with Chad like is triggering hunches. Yeah. You know, Al- also my infection. Uh,
4: does does Danny Dan- does Danny have the ability to read minds from somebody who's not in <laughs> line of sight with?
3: It doesn't say.
4: It's true. Okay. Well, do you want? What do you want from Chad? Do you want a vague impression of what he's thinking, or do you want? You
3: no, know, I. You. you I, can- I kind of want Danny to have his own parallel but connected, you know, hunches role where it's basically like wherever you're going, Danny feels like they need to go there too if he succeeds. That's the idea, at least.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna let you roll hunches and. While you're while well, Chad has been doing this and he's figuring this out and he's getting ready to jump. We're gonna cut back to the other people, uh, to the other group. Um, so it's it, just because there's a bit of a time difference. It's three a.m. Oh, and you guys are basically at like five p.m. the day before. So, so you guys are there in the workshop. So you have a
2: talking cat from. A refrigerator in a lab. Well, that, yeah. that doesn't really make me want to hang out in this lab that much. <laughs> not not going to lie. True. It's really
0: different, though. Uh, hey, Graham, did you do some sort of, like, super cleaning or something? What's
1: different? After the containment breach. Uh, oh, wonderful. Reclamation protocols were initiated.
0: Yeah, see, so it's safe, right? Yes,
1: the lab is safe.
2: Oh, yeah, I feel really safe because the uh, designated holosphere, because evidently I'm the only one who's seen 2001 Space Odyssey here and doesn't trust AI like this. Um,
1: uh, oh, I apologize. I am not an artificial intelligence. I'm a pre-programmed personality. I do not have any sort of will of my own.
2: Well, that's good to know. Well, that would make you an artificial
1: intelligence anyway. I mean, if it would help, your heart rate seems to be up. If it if it would help, I can put on some soothing music and uh the like the elevator version <laughs> of like <laughs> Girl from Impania starts turning <laughs> and turns on and just starts to play. Nice.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: yeah now my cat talks and uh i have weird powers i guess this is the first time i've told everybody but uh is i everybody have superpowers from california
2: like this is
0: everybody from california
2: like this is Does this-
0: everybody have superpowers no In not california, that i know of i mean i don't it think would so. explain hollywood
2: it would explain hollywood i mean all those stunt doubles What's with uh,
0: California? I want to shapeshift into uh, into Sheriff Stone. I'm like, well, I could look handsome and manly like this if I
3: wanted to.
1: Well, this is hellish. Um, you watch for a second as the um, the entire uh, you watch for a second as uh, suddenly the vault door of the uh, lab closes, um, and uh, all the lights turn red, and suddenly the happy uh, Graham goes. Containment breach detected, starting reclamation protocols. As uh, you watch, it's like a bunch of of these massive, like, uh, uh, you're not even sure what they are, uh, come out of the walls, just these sort of large me- uh, mechanical devices.
0: I turn back immediately. I'm like, oh God, oh, Graham, it's just me. It's just me, Graham, Graham,
1: uh, Graham, instantly, Graham. The Graham. lights turn back to normal, and the, the, the things go back in the walls, and, and Graham shifts. Graham goes, oh. I'm processing new information. Please give time for... And then he kind of like 404 errors. Uh, Also, Graham, don't let Sheriff Stone
0: in here. That was just me pretending to be Sheriff Stone. I'm just a really good actor.
2: It doesn't have an intelligence of its own, so I can't figure that out.
0: Danny, are, are you okay? You're kind of... You're phased out here, bro. Hey. And I kind of
3: like wave in front of his face. Yeah, and Danny's Danny's just kind of, uh, and I think even before the uh, reclamation protocol was initiated, I think Danny's just kind of like staring at one of the screens, and his, his eyes are kind of glazed over, and his head is tilted, you know, to the side slightly, and uh,
1: he's gone into his quiet place. Danny, you have premonitions, right? Yeah. Please roll that for me. All right, I got an
3: eight unless if you add the plus one from earlier Which then it's doesn't nine. either way same, <laughs> same result uh so i got an eight uh premonitions an eight or nine whatever uh you get clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen um mark experience if you stop it
0: so yeah and he also got a 10 on his hunches roll from earlier
1: the, hunch, the Hunches' roll is going to be for a little bit later. Technically, that's what he wrote Hunches on hasn't happened yet, in any sort of sense, and so Robert, our, our Chad's character, is still like taking a nap when Hunches hit. Um, so I will say uh, for premonition, uh, Danny, you find yourself in the in your quiet place, and it is now. It is still the very organized lines of pine trees, but that puddle, that 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 uh, that puddle in the larger puddle of magma is now the size of probably a, a a park pond. It's you can see the other side of it pretty easily, but it is growing quite large. And you're standing there, and then standing next to you is this figure. And it's made completely out of this molten rock. And it looks at you, and you don't feel scared. If anything, it, it's comforting. The, the warmth feels nice. It's, it's like your mom's chicken soup, but all over. And you sort of look and... It rests its hands on your... Uh, it rests its hand on your shoulder and sort of points out into the lake. And you see this red-tinted image appear, and it's these, fla- these three full sort of flashes of images. And you see... Um, you see a mountain. Um, but the mountain is singing, and you hear these series of notes going over and over again Um, and then you see everything split you see the mountain rip and then you see the world rip and then you see like in the stars this almost rainbow-esque rip and inside it is just this this searing light. It's not bright in its different colors, but it's so much that it's just, your brain is burning looking at it. And then it's gone. And you're sitting there, and the, the molten figure takes its hand off your shoulder and sort of turns and faces you to it. And it looks at you, and you can, and, and Danny can see in its eyes sort of his face reflected as it gently rests its hand on the back of your head and pulls you pulls your head forward. And as you all touch forehead, suddenly Danny's back in the uh, back of the lab in the bunker, and everything's better now. Everything's like it was before.
3: The mountain was singing, and then it then it ripped open. And then everything ripped, ripped open. I don't know what that means, but it seems important.
2: Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Danny, uh,
3: care to explain mountain rips open. How much? Yes. Have you been listening to? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, the mountain ripped open. But before that it was singing, it was singing these notes over and over again. And Danny would relay whatever notes those were to the best of his ability. Oh, what are the notes? Maybe I wouldn't know this. Uh,
1: it's not a song that you recognize, um, I will say. Um, and you're... Uh, roll a sharp roll? Let's go.
2: And, no, I'm incredibly good at this. All right. Whoa, 12. I know this shit. I know every tune in the universe. Dottie is very bored when she goes to the library.
1: Um, You recognize the notes as... Um, C, E, A, B, um, G, and then, uh, it was weird. Danny tries and do it, um, but he, he can't, uh, the last one, it was a tritone, uh, and you recognize the, the tritone as a combination of, um, as B, D, and F. That is the tritone that you hear of those notes played. Okay. Do
2: I understand the context of that?
1: You have absolutely no idea. It just sounds like a series of musical notes. Okay.
2: Um. Um. Alright. Huh. Can I write down, like, write it down? Like, I don't know why I would. But then again, fuck it. Um... Can I write it down?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, you can You can write it down if you wish.
2: Um, all i right. I'll, uh, I'll, we'll work on that. We'll create a song together, Danny. And I just write it down. It's like, what on earth? And I just write down that musical progression. I, uh... Wow, I didn't know you were so musical, Dottie. Oh, yeah, my, I I, uh... I went to band camp because my parents wanted me to be, uh, understand, uh, the humanities more. Uh... Okay.
0: Interesting. Hey, Graham, do those notes mean anything?
1: Mr. Santiago, your relative, uh, he's still taking some moments some time to process a few things, um, was working on a tonal actuator. I don't know if they are connected, but...
3: Uh, huh.
2: it's a tonal actuator?
3: Yeah, yeah. Tell us your secrets. And also... Also, that was really forward-thinking of them to program the processing time uh, for the, the... Never mind. Fuck it. Cut that
2: out. <laughs> Listen, that out. it's going through the audio files. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kill it with fire.
2: Oh, gosh.
3: It was a really good joke, but I couldn't oh, land gosh. it. Damn it.
2: I getcha.
1: I getcha. Uh, so you hear the... Unfortunately, the Tunnel Actuator, uh, we don't seem to have it anymore. What what is it? What does it look like? What does it do? Uh, I'll have to search the records to pull up the schematics on this, but I seem to be uh, having some hardware issues. I will repair them, but it will take time. Um, Okay. Should we come back tomorrow? Uh, That would... Unfortunately, it will take... Yes, 14 hours and 38 minutes to repair and catalog the information that I have heard today, repair my hardware, and retrieve the schematics and information I have on the Total Actuator. Okay,
0: does anyone else have access to this bunker? Only you. Okay, cool. Let's keep it that way, okay? Uh, Also, I guess if these guys show up, they can come in too. And also, can you turn the laser powers down on the... I don't know, the disappearing grid, whatever that is, hologram machine on the outside? Unfortunately
1: not. To to remove certain automated defenses such as the matrix grid, I require master password.
0: Oh, great. What is it? Ah? Uh? No? Okay. Would you like a hint? Yes. What's the hint? There is no hint that was my attempt at
3: humor was it did i succeed (laughs) mildly mildly what happens when danny tries to read uh graham's mind
1: nothing okay there's there's nothing there um he goes all right i unfortunately need to shut the bunker down to repair and catalog what i uh information and hardware yeah yeah well i would ask you all to leave back or you can be locked in here nope
0: nope we're going Come on, Biggs. Goodbye,
1: Mr. Santiago. Goodbye, Mr. Danny. Goodbye, Mrs. Dottie. Uh, Also, you can just call me Lucas. All right, Mr. Lucas.
2: I kind of like Mrs. Dottie, so... uh Drop
0: the mister. Just call me Lucas. You can call her Mr. Dottie or whatever.
1: All right. Setting due. Designation. Lucas. Thanks. All right, you guys head out.
3: Lucas, I like I like your robot friend better than the duck because your robot friend knows my name and he, and he says it right. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's good that way. We high five as we leave. <laughs> I say I say y'all, we got a dip. Let's bounce.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, you guys head home and have pretty normal evenings. Uh, you head to bed. And Danny, suddenly you wake up and you're having, well, you don't necessarily wake up. You start having this nightmare. You're running through the woods and then suddenly you're illuminated by this like ringing shot of a gunshot and this massive orange flash of fire or like an explosion and a firework. And, And in this light, you see sort of next to you just for a second in this sort of old water that may have been like coffee or something that someone poured out on the side of this road you see, you're dressed in black spandex, and the mask on this spandex is ripped. And you see familiar golden locks and a bright blue eye as you are Chad Whitmore.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.